hello, hello, and welcome to the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Brianna Wilkerson from Made Well. I'm holistic health and life coach and essential oils advocate on a mission to really empower you to be healthy and thrive in all areas of your life. So this podcast is all about that. It's all about seeing you thrive in more than just your physical health, but in your emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, relational, and vocational health. So you'll find solo episodes, interviews, as well as panel episodes, all designed to really encourage you and move you forward in your whole health and life. You'll also find bonus essential oil features really empowering you to know how to use essential oils in your everyday life. So I'm so glad you're here. And be sure to share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and let me know your thoughts. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. It is Brianna Wilkerson here from Made Well and the Be Healthy Thrive podcast. Welcome back. I am so, so excited to talk to you today about the seven pillars of a healthy body. And so when most people think about health, they think about physical health, right? They think about what, you know, exercise, stress, all these different things. And I, I totally right and totally true. But as you all know, Be Healthy and Thrive is so much more than about that. Made Well is way more about that than just physical health. But I believe our physical health is foundational. It is foundational because how we show up in this world depends on whether or not our body is functioning the way it should. You know, so we want more. We want more than just to lose weight. We want more than just to you know, be fit. I want more than that for you. I want you to have a healthy body because really why we eat right, why we exercise, why we manage our stress, why we sleep, why we care about digestion and toxins is because the rise of disease and illnesses linked to how sick our bodies actually are is on the rise, right? There are more and more people struggling with things such as obesity, heart issues, cancer, you know, all these different neurological conditions, diabetes, all of these things. And I'm just wondering if, could we actually do something to prevent that? And I truly believe we can. I believe we have the power. And on this show, through this, this episode, I really want to empower you and give you back the power that you've always had. Because I truly believe it is up to us. It is a time that we rise up and we don't just listen to always what people are doing, telling us to do. We do our research. We empower ourselves to know what is best for us, what is, what is best for our bodies, what is best for our situation, right? I really want you to start thinking about coming back to that reality that it is your body. It's not someone else's body. So you are in charge of taking care of it, not someone else. No one's going to force you to eat your veggies when you're an adult. No one's going to force you. I'm telling you, no one's going to force you. But you have to make the responsible decision to do so. Why? Because vegetables provide minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, fiber, all those things that your body needs, right? But you need to know why you're doing what you're doing and having it be in line with your goals and your heart. So in this session, what I'm going to do is talk about the seven pillars of, a phys of physical health that I truly believe we need to pay attention to. I'm going to talk about a little bit of tips around those, as well as ask you a question to really start thinking about 
how you can kind of move forward in that pillar. So this is also goes in conjunction with a live challenge I'm doing right now, the seven day healthy body challenge that talks about all these seven areas. And even my whole 30 program that at the time of this recording, I'm leading people through is these seven areas. And so if you're definitely interested in getting the workbook that goes along with this challenge, make sure you sign up uh, for that after you listen. And I'll have all the links and details for that, as well as if you want a more laid out program around it, the whole 30 Made Easy program that I do is a really great tool for that. So definitely check those out. So the first pillar, nutrition. At the base of any health program and overall wellness is what you eat. It starts with food. And I actually just kind of did a video for something else around this. And this is the book by the Whole30 Founders, which is just an elimination program of certain foods, understanding why you're eliminating them and then reintroducing them back in to see, uh, to see um, why those things, why, how, and how that food affects you. So for those listening on the audio, it's called It Starts With Food by Dallas and Melissa Hartwig. Really great book and understanding why. And then they have tons of books sharing like how to as well. Uh, but that is definitely something I guide people through is through the Whole30. So nutrition, why we eat what we eat matters so much. Uh, you know, there's many different reasons. Uh, some of those would be, you know, food affects our mood and our emotions. Food affects our energy levels. Food affects our hormones, our immune system our digestive health, which we'll talk about in a bit, our weight, our fat levels, our fertility, our focus, and our overall quality of life, right? So food affects so many different areas of our life. And it really helps us to show up better in the world to get the nutrients we need to have a healthy body. And food impacts all these other things we're going to talk about. So I definitely believe nutrition, physical eating the nutrition is very important. Um, so four things that I kind of share around this often is four tips is to really start including more whole foods. And when I mean whole foods, I mean food in its most natural whole form, such as fruit, such as veggies, uh, such as whole, you know, good quality meat, uh, you know, less processed food. When I mean processed food, I mean it went through a machine to get to where it's at. So less chips, not to say chips are bad, just less of them, uh, you know, less uh, cookies, <laughs> Uh, you know, less of these foods that have been refined in such a way that a lot of the initial nutrients and minerals are stripped away. So we want to just include less of those. And one key way to do that is through a concept that I call crowding out, well, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition that I went to uh, to get my health coaching certification talks about this. Crowd out those less unhealthy foods by eating more. And so if you want to eat less fries, for example, deep fried fries. Include more of another food group like vegetables at your meal. And then you'll slowly crowd out. You'll eat more of the vegetables and then you'll eat less of the other thing. The next thing is the quality versus quantity thing. So I am totally about you eating quality foods such as whole foods. But how much you eat does matter. Uh, a friend and I were talking about this yesterday, how we both follow more of a paleo diet and he is a fitness trainer. And one of the things he said is that, you know, most people think, oh, it's paleo, so I can eat it. Oh, it's healthy, so I can eat it. No, you cannot eat 10 fruits in a day. That is way too much, even natural sugar for your body. You cannot have 10 paleo pancakes a day. 
that's just too much. And so what you eat is important, but how much you eat is also important. And there's tons of great plans around that. Uh, you could use like an, an app called like My Fitness Plan, My Fitness Pal, My Fitness Pal. Uh, there's a great uh, program that I have recently started following called The Zone, where you're just measuring um, having each of the main food groups, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats at each meal and eating a certain amount of it. So it helps me, you know, I've been doing the Whole30 a long time and really focusing on quality. Now I'm honing in more on quantity, right? So that battle is just as important. For some people, they need to start with quantity, how much they're eating. Some people need to start with quality, but I actually think we eventually need to arrive at both, right? So eating more whole foods, less processed foods, and looking at the quality and the quantity of foods we're eating. Another thing is in regards to cravings, right? Cravings are in themselves not bad. Cravings often are indicators to us of what's happening in our lives and in our bodies. So if you're craving sweets, maybe you're actually lacking a nutrient. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you need some water, right? So something I kind of do with often with my clients is deconstruct their cravings and really say, okay, let's look at your whole life. Let's look at the last couple weeks what has been happening, and maybe that is why you're actually craving this food more, right? Or maybe it's actually an imbalance of what I would call, uh, what the Institute for Integrative Nutrition also calls primary food, our career, all these other aspects of our health that we talk about here in Be Healthy and Thrive that are related, related to how we eat, what shows up on our plate. What shows up on our plate is actually secondary food. There, it secondarily nourishes us. But what we happens in all these other areas of the life, they provide a lot more nourishment than we think. Right, so whole foods, quality versus quantity, cravings. And then last, make it simple and make it fun. Stop eating things that are boring. I do not eat salads every day. I do not eat grilled fish and steamed broccoli every day. I have, well, I'm going to have some eggs, scramble with some veggies, with some sausages. Oh, maybe I'm going to try a different fruit. Oh, maybe I'm going to have plantain in my ground beef in a paleo taco. <laughs> my friends will joke about that. We love uh, particular friends' paleo tacos. But I shouldn't eat a lot of them, right? Just remember, it's not because it's paleo. I should eat 10. Um, I need a monitor. You know, I, I've really gone on a journey these last three or four years where I've recreated a lot of the old foods that I used to eat and made it a healthier version so that it's actually helping my body. And some of the key ways I do that is by researching online. There's also a great tool that I'll probably link in here called Meal Plans by Real Plans. It is a database where you can subscribe for a certain, you know, it's not much per month and you can customize your meals. So with all these things we're talking about, quality, quantity, and whole foods, really about that. And you could say, I don't like shellfish. I don't like steak. So never give me meals with that. Oh, I'm only going to cook Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Thursday. So only plan meals for them. Then it gives you those meals. It gives you a shopping list. And it gives you what you should do when. When you should take out the meat. When you should thaw out. So it is a great, great tool. So that's my four tips around nutrition. Is the whole foods, quality versus quantity, cravings, and make it simple and fun. And one question that I'll actually kind of share with you around to, to wrestle with and after thinking about that is, if you could think of an ideal version of a healthy meal, what would it be? Would it include any things I talked about? Would it not include it? Because I want you to start there. Starting there is the best. Start with what you know and then expand to the things you don't know, right? 
And of course, be sure to sign up for the challenge too, because I'll have a workbook around even on each of these elements that can kind of help you through deconstructing this a little more and coming up with a plan. And then uh, what's really cool uh, is uh, I had a particular, I mean, I help a lot of clients through these different, through the, 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 part, the nutrition part. And really cool that one particular client who did the Whole30 with me noticed that when he started to have more clean eating, he started to really show up better in all the other areas of his life. Same thing with a lot of the women that I've, you know, coached too. So definitely start to think about that. What is your version of an ideal healthy meal and how can you start there and then expand to those tips that I talked about? Exercise. So when most people think about exercise, some people light up. Some people say, man, I just want to go run a 10K. I want to lift some weight. I want to do all this. But a lot of people are like, they see it as a form of punishment. We're just going to put it out there. They see it as a way to fix the eating that's happened or to fix the weight that they've gained. That they've gained. And they look at what they don't like versus what they like. And so I think the first question I really want you to think about ponder and wrestle with is think about what is your favorite exercise to do and what's your least favorite because if you don't like something and not to say you can't do it but I want you to start with what you like because once you start with what you like you'll be more consistent for sure it'll be more enjoyable right and then we can start to do these other things that um, I'll mention in a bit so consistency is key you want to find something you can do consistently, whether two to three times a week, whether, whatever it is, try to be consistent and make it enjoyable, which helps with the consistency, if we're honest. The next thing then is start to add some variety, right? Maybe even in that one exercise, if you love walking, because that's what I started out with. I loved walking and I walked all the time. Then I'm like, you know, let me twist it up. Let me go to a new route. Let me add in a little jogging. Let me add in a little running and all these different ways of making it more the variety to it, adding a, an extra mile or switching the length, right? So really kind of start there. And then the next thing is intensity. Intensity is a key factor when it comes to uh, exercise. So you could go high intensity for a short duration, uh, really helps get your metabolism and your fitness level up, or maybe you do low intensity for a long duration, right? An example of this would be, say you Run for one minute, rest for one minute, and you do that 10 times. Jog for a little bit, walk for a little bit. Uh, a lower intensity workout will be walking three miles at a steady pace. So adding a variety, even in your intensity, can really help you. And that's what I did. I started out just walking, and I love walking. Like, I love walking in nature with my music, my worship music, and I love being able to just unwind, clear my mind while moving my body. But then eventually I switched it up. I added the variety. I added the intensity. Now I do CrossFit that's like intense every day. But I've gotten fitter from it. So really just want to encourage you that it's a journey and to start with what you like and make it consistent. Then add some variety and intensity and, and so forth. And then I actually have a client who, you know, one of the main things we worked together with for a long time was, um, was actually – you know, exercise. And it just didn't feel like she could really come to something which she really enjoyed. And then she found an exercise 
that she enjoys and is committed to and is doing it every day, getting fit, doing crazy things she never thought of, like lifting weights and pull-ups and all this stuff. And it's like she just needed to find that one thing in, in, in a certain form that she really enjoyed. And I encourage you to do the same. Right. So definitely be sure you're reflecting on that. What is my least favorite exercise or what is my favorite? How can I do start doing more of what I'm good at or what I like? And then stress. The third thing is stress. We are living in a very stressed out world mentally and physically. Stress impacts your body the same way in your physical health as it does in your mind. And the issue is stress is often related to worry or fear of things that, if we are honest, actually don't happen. Think about it. The last time you were stressed out about a situation, did it happen? You can think back to another time when you were stressed out, did it happen? I don't know about you, but stress is something I struggle with often because I'm constantly thinking about the future and I'm constantly thinking about I need to prepare. I need to never be surprised with this situation or this situation. But when I'm living in that chronic state of stress, what's happening? There's two things that, you know, really does happen. Uh, the fight or flight response. When there's a stressor, our body either wants to fight it or run away. And it's on our, on our systems going and our, our immune system and every part of our body kind of shuts down to fight that current stressor. So your digestive system shuts down. It doesn't shut down, but if it's not operating at a capacity, your immune system's like, who cares if a cold's coming on? You're trying to like fight this stressor, give all this energy to completing this project. So that is often why when you're in a period of intense work or things are really busy and you stop, your body crashes. It's because it was running on that adrenaline, running on that stress uh, response for so long and wasn't getting enough rest that it, it is forced to rest. And we are far too often in that response that chronic stress response then we should be and I want you to sit and I really want you to think about this what stresses you out the most in your life right now think about it and how often are you stressed out about that if you need a pause do so and just let it go and then I want you to think about, all right, this is the thing that stresses me out the most. What's my favorite way to let go of that stress? What's my favorite way to unwind and where I feel weightless? So for me, I'll give you an example. I feel stressed out right now when I don't know where exactly things are going to come from and how they're all going to come into order in my business sometimes. Where's the where's the income going to like come from here? Is it going to come from here? I mean, it always comes in, but I want it to come from here. And it's still like just trying to figure out things that are literally outside of my control. Right? So what is my favorite way to let go? Go by the water in Cayman Bay. If you're in Cayman, you know where that is. Journal, pray, listen to worship music and read and just let go. There's nothing I can do about this situation at the moment. I've done all I can do and I'm just going to let go. Some people, it's a massage. For some people, it's just a little more quiet when the kids are asleep. For some people, it's going on a trip. Some people, it's just sitting with a warm cup of coffee and just resting. 
you want to look and ask yourself, if, if this is the thing that's stressing me out the most, how can I either eliminate it, how can I reduce it, or how can I cope with it? If it's something you can't get, how can I cope with it? So I really encourage you to do that is write a list of things that stress you out. Identify what those stressors are. And ask yourself, can you eliminate it, can you reduce it, or do you just have to cope with it? And if you can eliminate and reduce it, create a plan of action for that. And if you need to cope with it, how do you create an alternative so that you're not going to that stress response always, right? So definitely, you know, go to the worksheet that goes with the signing up for the challenge and reflect on these questions some more and share with us if you are if you haven't joined the Healthy and Thriving Women's Facebook group, join it and share with us your answers and ask any questions around it. So far we've talked about nutrition, exercise, and stress. Now we're gonna talk about sleep. Did you know that the majority of the reason why people are not getting the physical results they want in their fitness or in their exercise or in their losing weight is because they're not sleeping? Did you know that most of your, like, when you sleep, your body restores itself and it can regulate all it needs to regulate. When you don't sleep, when you don't sleep your body actually feels more hungry. Your body's craving for energy. Your body's not operating at its optimal capacity. It cannot function well. So therefore, you actually aren't getting the results you want. We are sleep deprived. We are a sleep deprived society because now, with technology, with all these new innovations, they're so good. Like the fact that I can do this podcast right now is awesome. But with all these new things come more extra things that are added to our schedule. So what we need to do is tell ourselves, what do we need to do to sleep and rest more? So a couple of the tips that I would recommend to you is to reduce your exposure to light, to you know, artificial light, a certain amount of time before bed. Because what light does to your body and your brain is actually signals to it to stay awake. So if you ever start, maybe like, you know, a certain time after dinner, start dimming your lights, you'll start to notice you'll fall asleep quicker. It's because your brain is saying, okay, it's nighttime. It's time for you to rest. Right? And that's typically why if you're a student and you are were a student and your teacher turned off the lights during you know, showing a clip or a movie that you fell asleep because your body's like, it's time to sleep, right? So reduce your exposure to light screens before bedtime. So I actually do with my iPhone, I like turn down. It's actually almost always turned down, but definitely before bed, I turn down the light very dim. So I'm like, oh, I can't read. Well, gotta go to bed. So definitely try that. Another thing is to do more relaxing activities uh, before, before bed, whether that's, you know, adult coloring is in. We should still, you know, been, we should have still colored from baby, but we somehow think it's childish, but it's not. And it does not matter if it's an adult coloring book or not. Go grab your child's coloring book. It's the same thing. So uh, breathing, meditations, using essential oils. I diffuse, like I have like my set essential oils. I diffuse every night to kind of calm me down. And as well as maybe sometimes I do the sleep meditations before, like, just hear music and people talking in a very like calming tone to me and I'll fall asleep very quickly. So definitely something you want to incorporate. Reflect and be grateful for the day. So often we're thinking about, you know, I do believe that, you know, we should set intentions for the next day, but look at what happened that day. Be grateful for it. Set intentions for the night, the next day, write it down and then go to bed. 
right? So those are some couple tips, you know, reducing your exposure to light, doing relaxing activities, reflect and be grateful and setting intention for the day. And do me a favor, after thinking about all that, think about what is your ideal amount of sleep that you want? What does your ideal sleep night look like? What do you need to do to create that sleep routine? Is it turning off the light? Is it doing relaxing activities? Is it taking a bath? Is it reading? Is it writing? Is it reflecting? Is it gratitude? Create a sleep routine for yourself that will really help you go into sleep so when you're sleeping, it's quality. And definitely, uh, yeah, look for the workbook for this. Digestion. Okay. Most of your immune system is in your gut. You need to identify the foods that help and hurt your gut. One of the best ways to do that is eliminate certain foods that have been known to really hurt people's gut and incorporate them back in to see how they affect you. This is my heart. I want you to have a healthy tummy. I want you to have a healthy tummy. Because once you have a healthy tummy, so many things are going to shift. You're going to have clearer skin. You're going to have better energy. You're going to like be able to do well in your you know, walk-a-thon or run. I want you to have a healthy tummy. And one of the ways I help my clients, this is through the Whole30 program, right? Or even just my one-on-ones who don't want to do Whole30 but just want some help. We do this one step at a time. So identify the foods that help and hurt your gut. Next thing is incorporate more fermented foods, probiotics. So what probiotic is, our body has bad bacteria, so that's why we have antibiotics, right? But most of those antibiotics sometimes can cause, it kills off the bad things as well. I mean the good things as well sometimes. So probiotics is good bacteria. And our body needs that. And sugar actually feeds off the bad bacteria. So that's why we want to reduce sugar. So more fermented foods just means that they're fermented to create more good bacteria. So kombucha is a good option. Uh, actually taking probiotics. I take some of doTERRA's probiotics and I really love them. Apple cider vinegar is a great option. And so yeah, so identify the foods that hurt your gut. Incorporate more fermented foods. And then eat more whole foods and less sugar processed foods. Talked about that above. That's going to change your gut health. And essential oils. So I use, when I first started doing, using and sharing about essential oils, I use them a lot for digestion because, and my stomach is so important to me in making sure that that's healthy. So I use a lot of lemon essential oil to cleanse. Um, I use the detox blend. I use the supplements, um, probiotics, the digestive blend that soothes any aches and stuff. Um, pains, gas, constipation. And so essential oils have been an, a very key thing for me to um, really see like as a good supplement and tool. So and if you're interested, just make sure you let me know about that. I would love to talk to you about how it's great for digestion. So then, you know, after, you know, all those different tips, start and ask yourself right now, are there certain foods that hurt my stomach, make me feel a little gassy, constipated, whatever? And are there certain foods that don't, that I feel fine with? And just create a little list, and we can kind of go from there, and then the workbook will help you, and you know, be sure to keep sharing with us. And then, here we go, reducing our toxic load, toxic load with natural products and solutions. So, toxins are silently taking away our health and vitality. They are. Our body is designed in such a way where if toxins come in, it can flush them out, but when it's overloaded with toxins, it doesn't know what to do, so it shows up in so many ways. 
So a lot of people will have struggled with severe eczema, severe headaches, a lot of these, these severe things that they saw as normal or ashamed of all these different things. But when they switched to more natural solutions for their skin and their food and their body, those things went away. So really ask yourself this question right now. Do I currently use a more natural solution, more organic solution in my hair, my skin, my cleaning? And what do I really like about that? What have I noticed is the difference since I switched to that? Ask yourself that question, right? And then go through your cleaning and hair, skin, and even remedy and health products that you have and identify a couple of your favorites. Then look at the back and look at the ingredients and Google to see what's in there. Ask yourself, can you pronounce it? Most likely can't. That doesn't mean it's bad if you can't pronounce it all the time. But ask yourself what actually is that, you know, the ingredients in there and research, is that ingredient like bad? Is that ingredient good? And all those different things. And then start to see, is there a natural solution for it? Is there a natural solution for migraines? Yes, peppermint essential oil is so great for it. Is there a natural solutions for my laundry detergent? Yes, Castile soap, borax, washing soda, lemon melaleuca essential oil, killer. Like that's what we wash with now, awesome. And I notice when we use the regular one because we're out. I just notice it. So I'm gonna keep doing the natural thing. Cleaning, what do I clean my bathrooms with now? Say by Ajax. I use baking soda, vinegar, water, lemon, tea tree oil, right? So it's just empowering yourself to start a little bit at a time, right? I started a little bit at a time when I first started using essential oils and sharing about them. Yeah, I wanted to make sure they're quality. That's why I used doTERRA, but I wanted to also slowly change my lifestyle. And now I feel like I've really gotten to the point where some things are really solid and there's a routine. So do that, you know, go through, pick one or two that's your favorite, look at what's in them, then ask yourself, what, uh, what is a natural solution for it? And then the last thing, so, so far we talked about nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, digestion, reducing your toxic load or natural solutions. We're going to talk about mindset habits and other areas of our life. So when it comes to your mind, your mind is where your thoughts, beliefs, philosophies are formed and therefore your action and behavior is formed. What we think drives what we do. So it's important to analyze that. So I want to ask you a simple question, but really start to think about it. What comes to your mind when you think about healthy living or the word healthy? Just think about it. Pause, pause, this, pause this video or audio if you want. And write everything down, good or bad, write it down. Then ask yourself, are those thoughts true or helpful? Is it helpful that you think you'll never lose weight? Is it helpful that you think all healthy food tastes like rabbit food? <laughs> Is it helpful that you feel like it's not sustainable? Is it true that you'll never lose weight? So those those questions right there, asking yourself if it's true or helpful, will tell you whether or not that thought is serving you and is actually propelling you forward towards your goals or taking you away. Now, what I want you to do is identify that, identify what's true or helpful, and then identify the ones you want to rewrite your thoughts and your story. If you think 
but eating healthy is always boring. How can you say like, you know what? Eating healthy gives me the energy I need to live a healthy, well, fun life. So I'm going to find some fun ingredients. I'm going to find a fun recipe. How do you create an affirmation or create a truer statement around that and affirm something to be true? So if you think my body is ugly and I'll never be healthy, what can you do to reframe that? Is it my body is beautiful and I'm on my way to being healthier? Is that the affirmation you need to create for yourself? If so, I want you to write it down. Then I want you to do something is create four. Four affirmations around those, those thoughts or beliefs that aren't serving you and aren't helpful. And then download an app called ThinkUp, orange little app. Write down those, type in those four affirmations and record yourself speaking those. And then you go to the play option and think up and listen to yourself speak that truth over your health and over your life. Because I'm telling you, once you start to do that in your physical health, it's going to trickle into all those other areas of your life. You're going to say like, oh, wow, I've been thinking this negative thing about my career. I've been thinking this negative thing about um, this relationship, all these things. And you can then trickle on into that. How can I rewrite my story and re then therefore rewrite my habits? Because it starts in your mind, right? So I really encourage you to do that around your health right now, the physical health part, and then make space to do this as well in all those other areas of your health and life. So definitely go back through this, download the workbook, so sign up to get the workbook from the 7 Day Healthy Body Challenge, and ask yourself the questions that I mentioned during each of those pillars. Nutrition, what does an ideal version of a healthy meal look like to me? Exercise, what's my favorite and least favorite exercise? Stress, when am I most stressed out and what can I do to really let it go? What's my favorite way to let go? Sleep, what is my ideal sleep routine, ideal amount of sleep, and how can I create a sleep routine I look, look, look forward to? Digestion, what foods hurt and don't hurt my tummy? What favorite, then reduce toxic load, what favorite natural solutions do I use? Could I switch to? And what thoughts and habits are no longer serving me and how can I rewrite them and create a new habit? I hope you took so much from this. I know I did. I'm like, man, I need to go through this again myself. Uh, but yes, bees, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast on the seven pillars of a healthy body. Be sure to sign up to get the workbook and the worksheets uh, around that go with this little mini challenge. And be sure to join, if you're a woman, join the Healthy and Thriving Women's Group on Facebook to kind of get support in this area as well as we'll be going through this in, in our community for a couple months, as well as the other areas of health. And be sure to share. Share this with other uh, women and other men who you might benefit from this episode and all the other episodes. And continue to subscribe to us and to, to share what you're learning. Comment back and forth. would love to hear what you're thinking. All right, that's it from me. Stay tuned for the next episode, which we're going to kind of dive a little bit deeper into each of those seven pillars of physical health, starting with nutrition and a little bit of toxins as well. So excited for you to hear that. It's a, an amazing, amazing friend I have and a fellow health coach. And so be stay tuned for that. All right, have a good one.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast, and I hope you are leaving feeling equipped, encouraged, and empowered to truly be healthy and thrive in your whole health and life. So share this podcast with others, subscribe, and let me know how it impacted you. And of course, be sure to check out the corresponding blog post that has all the links to the free goodies that were mentioned during the episode. That's it for me for now, but I will see you soon on the next episode. Bye.